Hey America, I'm Frank Cotto. And I'm Brad DeMint. Welcome to the Positive Patriots. Man, Brad, we have a good show today, don't we? Yes, we do. We got Bernie Jock on the show. Bernie, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming out here to the 813 Mortgage Studio. <laughs> I've never said that before, have I, Brad? I love it. <laughs> That's where we're at, though. That, that like is <laughs> you, you like it, Bernie? It Last time we, we interviewed you, you were over at uh, 970 That's with right. us That's at right. FLA. That's right. Uh, and uh, you were you were running, uh, I think, uh, for something last time for that's right. state representative, state House, right? That's correct. And and you're back to doing that again. We're back at it. We're back on the campaign trail, running for the Florida House of Representatives over in Pinellas County, uh, mid Pinellas, so Seminole Largo area. Yeah, uh, Brad, that's your people over there. It is, you know, and that's why I'm glad we got the Pinellas County people on the show. I, I love Bernie. I met Bernie a few years ago, and I really support him and everything he's doing. So. So glad to have you on the show, man. Yeah, Bernie, you you definitely breathe a, a breath of fresh air into politics, especially local politics. Um, and, you know, I, I got to learn something, even though I had you on the radio show many years ago. And we're going to do it again, by the way. We're going to mention that real quick to our podcast listeners. Uh, you'll be able to check out Bernie, probably a little less political, and, and we'll, we'll be a little more uh, straight-laced on the radio show. Uh, but he's going to be on uh, this Sunday's episode of the Business Happy Hour uh, on uh, 970 WFLA. And then uh, you'll also be on the iHeartRadio podcast podcast there and brad you, you've got some uh some exciting news about this podcast yes yeah, so we are now on apple Podcasts. so yes. uh, I, I mentioned in a few episodes that we are getting on apple podcast we are officially on apple podcast now nice uh, so if you guys are listening to us on spotify and you have an iphone and it's easier to listen to on apple podcast go check it out let's let's do it and then uh, i'm hoping by next week we're gonna have this podcast on iHeartRadio as yes. well Yes. So then we'll be a triple platform. There we go. And uh, yeah, so guys, check it out on all platforms. If you guys know somebody that, that doesn't have Spotify or something, yep. well, we're on other platforms than Spotify. So Beautiful. check it out. Just look up the Positive Patriots. Yep. We're there. Like us. Click it. Do all that stuff. Follow us. You Brad, you know how do. that works. Yep. You know what <laughs> so to speaking do. of Spotify, are you not threatening to remove yourself from Spotify? <laughs> well. Because of Joe Rogan? Brad and I have been talking about it, you know. Um, <laughs> are you not trying to cancel yourself? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're, we're <laughs> not Neil Young. We're not Neil Young. Well, you know, just funny. I didn't even know who Neil Young was. I didn't either. <laughs> no, I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know him. I didn't know that Joni Mitchell. I didn't no. know all these people. I'm no. like, all right, good riddance. No. Bye. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm just like, like, who's really listening to Neil Young in a long time? I've heard a few people that told me they did, but. You know, really though, like I'm young. I've never listened to Neil Young, but I know who Joe Rogan was. I don't think he's for life. young people. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. Neil old man. You yeah, know? Neil but, old. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So we're we're definitely not afraid of uh, of Spotify. And uh, well, we actually, I like that Spotify is not canceling people. Right. You know, they did say something about they're going to tell you if you're talking about COVID, they're going to put it on there. So we'll see because we've talked about that on the show. Yeah. What are so, we? Are we supposed to get like a special sticker? I don't know. Like the scratch and sniff. Maybe if we, we talk about maybe it. Maybe we want the special sticker. I don't know. You know what I mean? I, it, I mean, it may be a little bit more attention, right? right? So, Bernie, you're a politician. Answer this question: Is it true? Is it true that any publicity is good publicity or not really? Hey, you got to get your earned media out there, you know. And, yeah. And so, hey, you know, it costs a lot to get, you know, to get out and put yourself out there. So. You can get some good publicity out of it. That's okay. I mean, so we want the sticker. Get the sticker. We want the sticker. <laughs> the sticker. We, we might want it. You know, COVID hey, man, draw attention to it. You know, why the heck not? COVID you know? is fake. The vaccine doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're getting your sticker now. Uh, <laughs> we're getting the sticker. Well, what else can I do? Is that, is that all I got to do? Is that... <laughs> so, so yeah, so we're definitely not afraid of that. And, uh, you know, that, that was a whole crazy thing going on. And, and Joe Rogan did talk about how, um, you know, he's had people on both sides on his show. You know, and like we would be down for that too to have you know a lot Absolutely. of people on the other on the other side don't really want to hop on this show yeah. because you know they want to talk about negative things going on and we like to focus on positive things on the positive patriots. But um, yeah, you know Joe Rogan talked about that. It's not all about you know he, he's not who a lot of people think he is. Right. 
you know, a lot of people think that he's just like this right wing guy that's, <laughs> you know, they, they say he's spreading misinformation, which he's not. No. Um, but Joe Rogan, really, I mean, I don't even think he voted for Trump, man. I think that he's I don't think he did either. Um, he's literally facilitating a conversation. There's some people he's had on that I don't agree with at all. Right. And, and, and as soon as he brings on people that the corporate media and the ruling class doesn't like, then all of a sudden it's an issue. Right. But never mind the other people he has on. And so it, it just goes to the heart of free speech. Right. You can only have certain speech these days. Um, as soon That's as you it. cross the line, forget about it. You know, we got to cancel you or or people are canceling themselves, which is right. an interesting phenomenon. What's interesting, <laughs> Brad and I, we we started this podcast somewhat because of that. You know, I have the, the radio show. You can't say anything you want. Uh, and there's an interesting difference in, in radio and in, in the podcast is we are truly free to do what we want and say what we want without the, the big brother looking over. But interesting, like Bernie, when I had you on the radio show a few years ago, uh, when you were running before, um, the station actually requires me to offer airtime to your competitor. Uh, so it's it's weird. Like, they, like I have to I have to offer the other guys. Auto rules and regulations. Yeah. You got the FCC. You got a lot of things yeah. to, do, to deal with. But sure. but funny funny story. Nobody accepted. Every single time, and we we had a, a mayoral uh, candidate on. We had a you know a couple uh, uh, I don't know other state house uh, you know representatives, different people on there, and nobody ever took us up. So I'm, I'm like, OK, well, you know, the thing I found, a lot of candidates are very guarded, right? right? A lot of candidates, for whatever reason, right, they may not be comfortable in a media setting or maybe they're not, you know, uh, confident. And what they, they, don't don't believe, be they don't want to be called out. Right. So right. so a lot of uh, candidates will want to be in controlled settings, right, to know exactly that they can control the exact situation. Because a lot of things can go wrong if you're not firm on your beliefs and right. you don't know how to answer a question. Um, Yeah, it could derail your campaign. And so. Definitely look at candidates who are not afraid, you know, to go into uh, uh, media settings and answer the questions and engage because it does a service to the voters and it's a disservice to the voters if you're just hiding and you're just putting out anybody can put out, you know, their own, you know, Instagram video that they scripted themselves. And right. They're not getting any kind of feedback uh, back and forth. Anyone can do that. But who's going to be willing to sit down in a studio and just engage right. uh, with with various hosts? Um, I've done that consistently. Oh, you definitely you, have. You, I, I've seen it. I mean, you've been on a bunch of different radio shows, podcasts. I mean, I, I think I've even interviewed on something else I did too. You know, Absolutely. it's like, um, and, and I do I, at least a media hit, hit uh, once, once a week, at least. That's great. Yeah. So, and, 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 and it's not like yeah. you set up questions or anything. You, yeah. you know? No, I mean, I, I go in there, they might give me the topic that we're going to cover, but no one's giving me scripted you know, no. things. Um, like, uh, this is what we over. did today, guys. <laughs> Look at this. This, this is all we did. We, we wrote down a few. Matter of fact, I learned something about Bernie. Uh, but but I, I like I liked how you introduced yourself, though. I, I love you are a conservative activist, DeSantis appointee and a former prosecutor. I had no idea. But Brad, Brad you're over here asking for legal advice from Bernie. And I'm like, <laughs> why, why are you asking a politician? <laughs> it's like, no, it's because the guy actually prosecuted. Where did you That's do right. that? Uh, in Pinellas County. So I worked at the Pinellas County State Attorney's Office uh, around five, just shy of five years uh, prosecuting, starting off at misdemeanors all the way up to felonies punishable by life. And wow. um, working with our law enforcement officers, and it was truly an honor of a lifetime to be able to serve in that capacity um, at the state attorney's office. That's awesome, That's awesome, man. And then now you got Brad asking for legal advice. <laughs> right, 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 I, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Just a speedy ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Just a speedy. Brad, don't say how fast you're going. I won't. I won't. Um, You'll be fine. But but yeah. So um so yeah. You know what I like about that when you talk about like you going on the shows and stuff like that and not being so scripted, it shows that you're real. You're a real person. And that's something that I've always really learned from you that that I really love is, uh, you know, you're you're a real person. You know, you're not just like a politician that's at least very like, you know, you, you see some politicians that you can just tell that they're not like a real person. 
you know? No, I, I totally get it, Brad. In fact, I, I really don't even like the word politician because of that negative connotation. You know, it's somebody always going to try to uh, see where the wind is blowing and, and they don't really have values and they're going to maneuver however they're going to maneuver to to win an election, right? And so what we need is, and I think a lot of people respect on both sides of the aisle, people who are authentic. Yeah. You know, there are some people I disagree with 100%, but I was like, you know, at least I respect they're true to themselves, right? And people kind of, people will respect that when they see a candidate come before them. They are who they are, right. and, and you can re- take it or, or, or leave it, right? But it's the ones that will tell you everything you want to hear, and then when push, comes to, <laughs> when push comes to shove, when they got to make a decision, all of a sudden you're like, hey, wait a minute. I mean, I thought you were on our side, right? I right. thought you were yeah. here to fight for our liberties. I thought you were here to... To, to to honor election integrity, um, they'll campaign on all of those things if they want to if, if if they know you want to hear it. Yeah. Um, but when push comes to shove, they're nowhere to be seen. And so this is what's supposed to be concerning to a lot of different voters when they're like, wait, and this guy seems too scripted and he's trying to be too likable. Um, be yourself, right? And, and present yourself. And I think that was one of the great things with President Donald uh, Trump. Man, that's uh, what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, hate him or love him, the guy was himself. Yeah, <laughs> you, I, I don't think you could never was, question that. No, there was no such thing as a script with that <laughs> right, guy. <laughs> right. And I loved it. And I loved it. And he actually did what he campaigned on, which was refreshing, which was, I mean, the media, I mean, they, they were losing their collective minds. They were like, um, how's he actually doing it? He's actually, you know, uh, building the wall or yeah. he's doing this. I mean, yeah, he campaigned on it because we're so used to politicians saying one thing and then governing another way that it was so mind blowing yeah. <laughs> that this guy actually did what he ran on. Uh, imagine that doing yeah. what you said you would do. Talk, and, talk about polar opposites. You got you got Trump and then you got Biden sitting in front of people saying, well, it says here I've got to call on the governor first. Uh, and they're like, in press conference. In, in. <laughs> Trump, man. They put something in front of him. He's like, I'm not doing that. I'm going to talk about whatever I want. <laughs> I, I used to love watching Trump press conferences, man. He'd be the like, best. It, he would just call on somebody. He'd be like, Fake news. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, at least he didn't call him a dumb son of a bitch, right? I, mean, I, I, I know, right? That, that just that. happened. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, watching Trump was funny, but he was just so real, you know? I, it would be so entertaining to watch him do it. I mean, I, I'd love you to be like, that's a stupid question, stupid question. He's, you know? he's like, not bad at it, is he? I, very, I'm, not bad, I'm not bad at the Trump impersonation, yeah. but I love that guy. But um, but yeah, so, but, you know, we need authentic people to run. Right. And, and we had an episode a while back where we talked about uh local elections and how they're so important and bernie is a local election really for me i don't actually think i'm going to be in your district but you're still close by to me you're like the district over for me and you know we need to get local politicians that are authentic people elected and i know it's hard to find authentic people you know i would say that might be hard to find authentic politicians yeah, yes. authentic politicians but somebody like bernie you are an authentic politician absolutely and we need people regular people that that do different things to stand up and become politicians i think too you know it's something like like you would do like i know it's something that you're passionate about because you feel like that's something you want to do right and it's something that you feel like you can help the community out 100 100 percent. the thing is in our community there are a lot of good authentic people uh, but a lot of those folks, you know, you'll see them in the in the business community, like you, like you too, right? You're, right. You're, you're you're getting after your business. You're raising your families. You're doing what you have to do. And so a lot of these folks are are being productive citizens. We need to make sure we recruit these people and say, you know, consider public service because right now it's being left to the uh, the career politicians, the people who are part of the political class, and it's it's all they do and it's what consumes them. And they'll maneuver how they need to maneuver to end up manipulating voters in order to get into office and so forth. And so we need people with real experiences, people who've done other things outside of the political realm uh, to come in and bring in their expertise 
um, in the legislature or the halls of Congress or in city hall and the county commission, um, et cetera. Otherwise, you're just leaving it to these uh, political creatures right. who, who, who are totally divorced from reality, the real world of how people are actually living their lives and, right. and, and being affected by policies. So if, if, you know, when I took government classes when I was younger, uh, I believe the way that our country was, our forefathers saw it is that uh, being a politician was not supposed to be a job, a career. It was supposed to be what you, the word you use, public service. You were supposed to uh, leave your, your job temporarily, go into public service, and then come back to your job. Exactly. Right? So, exactly. I, you know, Bernie, I love politics. I, I would love to run for something one day. I, I feel that I could, I could bring it a, a genuine. Uh, thank you. Right. But the question is, here's I can't figure out. How do you do it? How do you start? Because it's not what it used to be. I mean, I don't think if I could say, hey, look, I'll take a hiatus for my, my job for two to four years and, and you know, have somebody run it and come back. I could do that. Right. But how do I transition from, from running a successful mortgage company and having a family to support and all that to become a politician? And what do I do? Because wouldn't I be broke? <laughs> so <the laughs> you thing, don't look broke, it, but. <laughs> no, it, it is a public service, right? right. And, and it is a, a sacrifice in the sense where you're going to have to sacrifice certain things in order to get into the arena. So, so I'm not here to say it's easy street, right? And right. so you're, it's going to take away from something, right? There's going to be late nights, early mornings, and, 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 and time away from your business. Right. Um, but it's, it's worth it. It's worthwhile. And that's why it wasn't meant to be a career path, right? Because you can take a little hiatus, do your public service, and come back out and live under the laws that, that you helped pass. Ah, and, good and, point. and so, and that was the vision of the founders. And, and so in Florida and some states, we've done it much better than say the federal government. The federal government, literally there's no term limits on the members of Congress and the senators. <laughs> right. they, they could be there forever. Um, and it's literally their job, right? And But in Florida, we have a part-time legislature. So the, the office I'm running for, it's not a full-time gig. And so it's part-time, the session meets 60 uh, days out of the year. Okay. And then you, you, everyone expected, unless you're independently wealthy, to still maintain um, your employment and the community. And so you still have your feet in both worlds where you're not completely uh, uh, shut out and, and behind a barrier of the political class. You still have to make a living and be on the community. So the policies are affecting you. And you get to still be in touch with your constituents and the people. And not only that, we do have the term limits. And so the time limit of your service when you need to get back, you know, to whatever you were doing and otherwise. And so, really? so that, I mean, it's a, it's a better model than just say, you know, go to DC and if you're in a certain district, you, you might be, stay there forever. And people just recognize your name and they just keep voting for you over and over and over again. Which is and unbelievable. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. People who've been there since the seventies. Right. I mean, literally. I mean, <laughs> Sorry, I have a cough today. <laughs> <laughs> so no, absolutely. I mean, it's one of the things, right? I mean, you just got to sit down with your family or your business partners or whatever and just kind of look at um how how will this make sense how how we how can we chart the path forward because it is a worthwhile adventure but it's not easy for sure you're, you're gonna have to sacrifice certain things yeah man well you you really put it in perspective and, and you know you actually just told me i didn't realize that it was part-time yeah. I, I had no is that all all of the states are like not that? all the states okay. uh so some of the like new york i think it's full-time pennsylvania but it's full-time california is full-time do, do you and... see a trend in what you're saying <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 there, there, there is a trend and identify it for are, yourself right and here we are in the state of florida we actually passed new york state in population so we're the third most populous state and we don't have you know full-time politicians serving in tallahassee in our legislature our budget is not as big as New York, and we have more people. And why is that? Because of fiscal responsibility. And our state constitution actually requires a balanced budget to be passed. Imagine that. 
only spend wow. the amount you took in. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's so crazy. Something businesses and families have to do all the time when they're at the kitchen table or, or you know, going over their spreadsheets, you know, in business. And so why should that be? Um, why shouldn't that be the case for, for, for government as well? And so Florida, I think, has it right. And, and certainly we need good public servants who are going to be part of the process to make sure that we honor that system and not simply be there for um, um, self-advancement, but thinking about your constituents uh, back home in the districts where you represent. So then you become super popular. Maybe then, you know, you move up to the federal level or something like that. I, I could see that. But, sure. But you've, you've made a progression. So there you go. I'm going to ride your coattails and we're, <laughs> we're going to figure it out eventually. And maybe we'll do a little bit of that part time gig that you're talking about. 60 days a year. It's interesting. Yeah. I will say, you know, know so there, there, the session is 60 days. There are several committee weeks leading up to that. So you're, you're kind of back and forth in Tallahassee. And so, again, it's not easy, right? Because, you know, you are taking days away, you know, right. from your um, employment back home. Uh, but if you can know that going in and know how to navigate it accordingly, um, if you have employees, you know, business partners, that can be a, a conversation to be had. Um, to, to to let them know, hey, I really want to do this. Here's what's in my heart. Here are the things I want to accomplish. How can we make it work um, with our business and, and public service? Obviously, it's done all the time. There's 120 members in the House in Florida, 40 state senators. Uh, vast majority of them still uh, maintain their employment. And so it can be done, uh, but you just have to be willing to be able to uh, 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 you know, make the sleep less, right? Sleep less, <laughs> man. And I like my sleep, Brad. Yeah, I, do, I do too. So Bernie, tell us a little bit about your story. You know, yeah. wh where, where'd you come from? What was your life like growing up? Absolutely. And, and, and what got you into where, what you're doing now? Absolutely. And Frank, I think I've shared this before with you, you. And so I'm a first generation American and I actually came here, my family you know, at the age of seven and we did it the right way. We came the legal way, which is very important these days yep. to, to emphasize that from Haiti. And we settled down in Southwest Florida. Um, at the time, it was myself, brother, and uh, mom and dad. And and it wasn't easy at first, right? I mean, at first, we um, we lived with my uncle uh, in a town called Immokalee, Florida. And I don't know if yeah. you're familiar with Immokalee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, mean, it's an Indian name. Yeah, actually, exactly. Right, yep. right. And I know it, where that is. Right. Just outside of Naples. Uh, that's actually it's a very tough community to live in. So our uncle took us in. Um, but from there, I mean, immediately my parents told my brothers and I that in this country, if you work hard, Play by the rules. You have faith in God. All things are possible. And and we did not have a victim mindset. We did not expect to get anything for free or accepted anything for free. It was all about hard work and, and respecting yourself. Mm -hmm. And we saw the progression. So from living with my uncle, we moved into actually a mobile home, from a mobile home, an apartment to a duplex um, and, and, and Naples. And then and then we uh, my parents bought their first home um, when I was in middle school, all within seven years of coming into the country. And, and you, you came with basically nothing. With nothing, right, right, with nothing. So these are people, my parents, who had to work multiple jobs each and still made time for their children. You know, my dad was always involved in my schooling. He was at the PTA meetings. You know, I couldn't get away with anything, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> the teachers knew my dad. Uh, but but this is what it takes, right, to have that drive uh, to bring uh, the resources to the table and, and also make an investment in your children um, I, I think reaps rewards. And so imagine, you know, they came to this country with very little, very, with nothing basically, uh, became homeowners in less than 10 years. And, um, and then they got to, in the same lifetime, got to see their son uh, serve as an assistant state attorney as a prosecutor and get appointed by a governor where I helped that governor select judges. Who was that governor? I mean, the great Ron DeSantis. The great Ron DeSantis. <laughs> as Goat. a matter of fact. Yeah. And we got so, a couple of goats in Florida. <laughs> I know we do. There's a lot of them. Yeah. No, we're blessed. And so, so this is the testament of, um, 
the American dream and, and what's possible, not only in our country, but in Florida, when you don't play the victim and you actually get after the opportunities that are right in front of you. We did that. And I had a front row seat to that. That front row seat is an understatement, Bernie. That it's an amazing story. And, you know, I was thinking, obviously, I own a mortgage company. I was thinking of some statistics um, that the average age of the first home buyer right now is 33 years old. And you're paying, so, so most people graduate college if you go to college, right. uh, maybe around 21, 22, something like that. No, no later than 23. Maybe you're doing graduate school. And then 10 years later, you buy a house. Right. Your parents came here with nothing, nothing. worked their tails off, right. and got it in seven years. Yeah. That, it just, that just blows my mind. Like, what, what's wrong with you, college graduates? <laughs> Why are you not buying at 29? <laughs> you can do it. Right. Exactly. But, yeah. but yeah, I'm so amazing. So, Conservative activists, activist, DeSantis appointee, former prosecutor. We we know all about that. You're running for state representative uh, for Pinellas County. Uh, tell us some about some about your platform. I know public safety, safety, education, job creation. Absolutely. We love all three. Yep. T- tell us some of your passions. Sure, and I like to uh, character, uh, categorize them as you know, law and order, yep. real education instead of indoctrination. We know CRT. No CRT whatsoever. I'm sorry. I'm sorry (laughs) to disappoint any listeners who might be fans. Sorry, sorry, guys. I I don't think people are fans of CRT. (laughs) I'd like to meet that guy. Well, you're right. Actually, I mean, there was a poll in Florida, I mean, uh, by a good uh, considerable margin of Floridians uh, do not want CRT being taught in the schools. Even among independents, it's uh, the high 50%. I think it's like 58% of even independents said there should be no CRT. Um, Democrats like it, but not by much, you know? And so it, this is an issue where people understand that we don't need, we don't need that in our schools. Like the oh. governor sa- stated, it, it's an ideology that teach kids how to hate their country and to hate each other. Yeah. Are we if, taking if, a step if, if backwards? To, it's like, a huge step backwards. You know, I said to, the, to my assistant the other day, I said, you know, if, if MLK was alive today, he would, he would be throwing up, seeing what's going on of everything that, that is being turned around. Frank is totally contrary to to his I have a dream speech, right? right. Where he said, you know, we're going to judge people by the content of their character and not based on the color of their skin. And now you have a, 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 a curriculum, CRT, that's literally teaching kids how to treat each other by the color of their skin. Really? And they're, they're, what my problem is, is they're teaching, in my opinion, they're teaching kids skin color, right? right? My kids, especially you know, 10 and 12 years old, they don't see skin color. Right. They literally do not, you know, and when you, but when you throw it, my, my daughter made a comment during all those riots back in the day and, and it blew my mind because it was the first time she ever made a comment about skin color. And I'm, I'm thinking, my God, the media is doing this to our kids. They, yeah. do, they just don't see it. And CRT is going to teach them something they should never know. It, it, the content of your character. Right. Uh, by the way, Supreme Court justices should probably be uh, picked that way too, <laughs> from what I'm hearing. But. Uh, absolutely. And so, um, and then, yeah, to that point, I mean, you literally have the, the new left right now. It's a form of, of Marxism. This is cultural Marxism, right? right? So the traditional Marxism, when it's economics, deals with pitting the, the certain classes against another. This type of Marxism wants to divide the race and ethnicity and to pit people up against each other for the purposes of dividing the country and then uh, empowering a big government uh, a tyrants, uh, quite right. frankly, who, who, who uh, apparently would have all the answers. And so this is wrong. Um, we should not be telling a group of kids because you're black, you're, you're a victim. I mean, this, it does a huge disservice to them because right. uh, there's a lot of things, guys, I wouldn't be able to accomplish if I thought I was a victim. I would oh. have always thought the chips were stacked against me. I, I wouldn't have tried as hard, but I had the strong belief that all things are possible in the United States. And it's true. And it's unfair to tell a group of white kids that you are an oppressor just because you happen to be white. Right. When, when yeah. Nobody was involved in any of the atrocities of many years ago. And so uh, how is this productive? Uh, it, it's not. And so, and yes, we should be selecting our Supreme Court justices, 
based on qualifications and not by a narrow uh, 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 criteria of race and gender. Right. Right. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, some of these things are illegal in the employment context. I, As an employer, can you can you imagine if you had your application and say, right. oh, oh, I'm only going to hire a black female or yes. I'm only going to hire a white yeah. certain you know male? I mean, I'd, you'd, I'd be be canceled. Get, you'd be canceled. You'd <laughs> be canceled. You'd be sued. Your business would yeah. be taken away from you. But yet the uh, the, the the leader of the free world can say, right. you know, that's going to be my hiring criteria yeah. for yeah. a lifetime tenure, a lifetime tenure position. The Supreme Court of the United States, the highest court in the land. Right. It's ridiculous. It's actually racist. I, I, I think. <laughs> thank you, Bernie. Yeah. I, I picture like putting a sign on the door during an interview saying uh, no white applicants. Right. You know? whites, like, whites need not apply. I mean, that's basically what he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and that's the crazy thing, you know, and I think that I think people are starting to notice it, though. You know, I think that I that's one of the positive things about that is that people do notice that, you know, I, I think I know more black Republicans than, <laughs> than, yeah. than any, you know, I know a lot of black Republicans. And it's funny because they're starting to realize they're starting to see what's really going on. And and some people are brainwashed by the media, but people that do know that that follow this stuff. I mean, you know, I, I, I went to an event that you spoke at that was, um you know, it was in Child's Park, which oh, yeah, the Black Zen event. you yeah. know, that, yeah. that was um and that was an interesting event. And and I've met you know I, I, we're good friends um, with Greg over at the Black Republicans yeah, at Pelican, you know yeah. uh, and um, you know I think that people are starting to really wake up and they're not having a victim mindset you know and I right. think that's the huge thing what you just said is that you grew up knowing that you couldn't have a victim mindset because you would never win if you had a victim mindset and I think that that's what people are starting to realize and that you know yeah they're going to try to push CRT in schools yeah they're going to try to do this stuff. But if we fight against it and, and people start really realizing what's going on, I think that long term people are going to realize that, you know, CRT is not going to work and that people just got to stop having a victim mindset. Absolutely. You know, people are waking up. I, I can't tell you the amount of uh, DMs I get sometime from uh, friends of mine who used to really hate on me for being a conservative. I mean, I've been I've been a conservative Republican since high school. Right. So. So I, I went into college being the, the odd man out, right? Because, I mean, looking like me, people don't expect you to be Republican and conservative. So I got all the heat. Oh, and, but, but little by little, sometimes I get the, the DMs and they're like, oh, I see what you were talking about. Oh, man, this is, uh, this is interesting. I'm starting to see where you're coming from. So people are waking up. Does that make yeah. you feel great about your decision to run for politics when that happens? Well, you, you say, my I, God, I'm making a difference. It's all about making a difference, right? And so there's a lot of ways you can make a difference as a public servant. You can do it in the, the laws that you pass or, or, or the laws that you help uh, defeat because there's a lot of terrible ones. But mm -hmm. it's a, such a platform to be able to uh, uh, bring people along and to think about things differently. And, and that's a lot of things I think a lot of elected officials take for granted. A lot of them are so quiet. You, you, you don't hear peep out of them. You don't even know if they're on office until they have to run for until they have to run again. And so why not use your platform to advance um, the causes that we believe in to change hearts and minds? It's such a, uh, an important aspect, I think, of public service. And so absolutely, I love having the conversations because um, some of the battles will be won in the conversations that you have with people in the communities on shows like this. It's not all in government. Right. Um, you got to be able to, to be willing uh, to speak about the issues that are important to our society. So I know some of the other issues, uh, you know, education, we we're talking uh, public safety. You know, that that is real big right now. Um, we, we don't have a whole lot of time left in the pocket. Brad's over here looking at me, looking at the, at the clock. He's right. Um, but public safety, I know, is, is on the minds of everybody because, you know, frankly, crime is rampant these right. days. You want to say anything to your feelings of public safety? Sure, people? absolutely. This is an issue I care about a whole lot as a former state prosecutor, working with law enforcement officers, making sure that 
we were keeping seniors safe from fraud, making sure we're putting away the drug traffickers and our neighbors, the violent thugs, um, and and also making sure that we weren't releasing illegal aliens back onto our streets that were that were uh, um, in custody. And so we have a situation now in Florida. We've done a lot better than other states because of our great governor Ron DeSantis. But you have a lot of places where you know violent crime is on the rise. Um, uh, bail reform, quote unquote, people are being turned loose back into the communities, committing more crimes, uh, soft on crime prosecutors. Now, we're fortunate to not have that as bad in Florida, but we did have some flare ups right during that that summer of love that the Democrats <laughs> called where they're burning and looting our streets. They yeah. literally burned down a champ store in, yeah. uh, in Tampa, in Tampa. Um, and, and around your way in St. Right. Pete, Brad, they were going down on Beach Drive and harassing people just having dinner yeah. Yeah. at the pier. Yeah. And so we got to crack down on that. we got to make sure that we don't have lawlessness on our streets. We got to make sure we have the right laws on the books to keep violent criminals behind bars. Right. And I'm also uh, a believer that, you know, uh, the Second Amendment should be merged with public safety because you cannot you. have public safety without having personal safety. And right. that's why your right to keep and bear arms will always be defended as long as I'm in Tallahassee. Oh, man, I love this guy. I forgot how much you love the Second Amendment. Love it. Being on the- I love <laughs> it. Man, I, I love Bernie, man. I think that's why we love having him on this show. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure you'll be a guest on the show again. You know, oh, sooner and, than uh, later. You know, because I, I really do love what you stand for and what you're doing because it's what we need in this country. You know, and you. Uh, it, it really is. So how can people find you and support you and you know, donate money to you? Absolutely. So I'm on all social media. Check me out. It's a uh, Bernie Jacques, B-E-R-N-Y. You can go to my website, uh, BernieForFlorida.com, uh, F-O-R, Florida spelled out. And again, it's Bernie with a Y. Right. Uh, not, not an IE. Not IE like the socialist Bernie. Yeah. It's a, it's a big, <laughs> big difference. Big difference. But you can go on our website, support us there. Give us a follow on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, the whole nine. And if you guys forget any of that, you're welcome to come to Brad and I. We will get you in touch with Bernie and his campaign. We are big supporters. I wish, hell, I might move over to your district just to vote for you. <laughs> yeah. Legitimately. Do it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm glad we had some some positive conversations today. You know, it was kind of a little bit of a sad week with Brady retiring over here being in Champion. Oh, Bay. we didn't even talk about that. I know. I know. You know, with, with uh, it's all right though. He had a great career. He's well, he, you know, he's the goat, and uh, you know, we we love Tom Brady. Tom, hey, Tom, you know, I was thinking, what about what about uh, Tom running for something down the road? That would I mean, be cool. He's got I, time I on he his will, hands but... now. I, I doubt he will, but you know he, he was a patriot. Right? He was, <laughs> <laughs> and remember he had that MAGA hat in his locker yeah, room, and they tried to get him heat for it. Yeah, yeah. so he, he might be one of us. He might be a positive patriot. Donald Trump Jr. come out now. Right, right. Donald Trump Jr. posted a picture of of Trump and and Brady. Trump was on the sideline at one of his games a while back, and he right. said the, the goats, and I was like, that's awesome. Those are the goats. Yeah, right? those are the so, real goats. But uh, 100%. but yeah, you know, shout out to Tom Brady. We love you, Tom. You know, we, we do. We're going to miss you, Tom. We will. But Bernie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Guys, go follow Bernie. Go, go donate to his campaign. Support him. And follow us on all social media as well, too. Positive Patriots. And right. let's stay positive. Let's Patriots. stay positive, Patriots. All right, Brad. It's been a great show.